0: Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts.
1: Welcome to Opinions, and I have no fucking idea what we're doing here tonight.
2: No, but we're back
1: though. We are back. Happy New Year, Steve. And Happy New Year to you. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, um, we're not in control. Of, of this what did you events? say we're
2: not in control? I'm used to that, Steve.
1: I'm not in control of, yeah. of what we're doing this evening, and that's pushing me outside my comfort zone a little already. bit. Already. Already, and we're only a couple of seconds in. Now, uh, we're not alone this no. evening, are we? We are joined by uh, a returning guest. Ruth, welcome Hi. back Happy to New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, and this, is, uh, this, this show is all your idea.
3: Yeah, it, it I'm came... starting to regret that really quickly. But yes, all my idea.
1: Yeah, so let me see... If I've got the concept of what we're about to do right... Go. So, we're going to do a series of pairs of drinks. Correct. One of which is a beer.
3: Also correct.
1: One of which is not a beer.
3: You're very clever.
1: Brilliant. It's just liquid in a glass. (laughs) And, And what you've done is you've matched... Drinks based on things like their taste profile and flavours yeah, and so that
3: sort of thing. Trying to look at things more in terms of flavour rather than in terms of what they are. Okay. So looking at the similarities between different drinks, whether it's wines or spirits or beers, rather than their what they're kinda of made rather of. Rather
2: than saying they're wines, beers. Yeah, spirits. exactly.
3: Um I think that in beer world we get really upset with people who go, Oh yeah, I don't like beer And yet there are lots of people who trot around and say, oh, I don't really like wine. But there are so many products or so many drinks that have really similar attributes. Um, So what it tries to do is, they're not necessarily things that will taste the same, but hopefully you've got, if you like that kind of characteristic in a beer, you'll like the other thing. Okay. And you're not going to know what they are.
1: And we're not going to know. And helping us to not know what they are, we've got our own uh, waiter. Butler. 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 For for, for this, (laughs) this evening. Also a returning guest. Shouting from the the, the, the background. Welcome, uh, Matt. You're back on the show, Matt Chinnery. Hello. That is, that, that's all we're getting from you, is it? That's it. Hello. I, I, okay. So you're um you're serving us our drinks this evening, aren't you? You've got everything's wrapped in foil behind you. Um. So we've got no idea of of what we're about to be presented. Um. I reckon we just dive straight in with the first first pair, the first, the pair first pairing, and, yeah, and, and and see what happens. We're presented with two yep. glasses. One is obviously a beer.
3: One is obviously a beer,
1: and the other is, to my eye, looks like a looks like a white wine. Okay. Yeah.
3: So what I suggest we do is
2: both served in wine glasses, not both to help served us. in wine uh, glasses.
3: Okay. Um, I guess tasting beer is very similar to tasting. Any drink, so firstly you're gonna kind of look at it, you want to have smell, taste it, but when we're tasting, rather than kind of thinking, oh I like it or I don't like it, just try and think, what's the flavor profile in drink number one, what's the flavor profile in drink number two, and kind of think of it more in terms of flavor than it being a specific thing, if that makes any kind of sense.
2: Okay, and is there one you want us to try first? No, whatever you like. Okay.
3: I'd have a sip of one, then a sip of the other, and kind of drink them, like,
2: Okay, well, customary. I'll yeah. go. Cheers
3: then. Cheers. Cheers. That's sea sour face everyone for people who can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay.
2: She's dived in straight away. I, I did your warn you. I'm so sorry. favourite styles. Whoa.
3: What do we think?
1: I actually prefer the one that's not a beer. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Very
3: interesting.
2: There's a sharpness to both of them. Yeah, I Isn't think there?
1: yeah the the, the non beer I, th- I think is quite a bit sweeter. Okay. Um, for for me there's a lot more sweetness comes through uh on the nose and on the finish as as, as well. The, the the beer is is literally like drinking a
2: soured grapefruit juice. For me. Yeah, I mean I I wouldn't the first one, the beer, which is I suppose the best way to describe it, it looks like a New England IPA, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And that's, to be fair, and, and um, that's
1: that's the first trick that was played on me because that's what I was expecting to taste. Yeah. Um, and I and I, to I, to and... be honest,
2: um, I wouldn't be able to tell that was actually a beer, just because what of number the, one? Yeah. Okay. Because of the sharpness and the sourness and the fruitiness to it. Um, second, second drink. It's definitely. I'm getting a bit of vinegar on the nose though. There's astringency to it, which I'm, I'm picking up.
3: Do you like it or not like it?
2: It's. I like the taste, but the actual. You know when you get an aroma or a flavour it is an off-putting one? So the obvious one for me, Matt, is Sriracha. Once you get Sriracha in you, (laughs) I I find it hard to get anything else because it's something that I don't like. Yeah, Um, I'm with you on that. I'm getting vinegar and it's really struggling.
1: I'm I'm not getting vinegar. I am getting, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's, it's a little bit abrasive on, on the finish, so it's a little bit, it's it's it's, it's a sharpness, but it's a sweet sharpness. It's, there's some bitterness in it as well, which is it's, it's probably why I'm leaning more towards that one than, than I am. But though. then
2: it comes back to your grapefruit thing, because grapefruit, freshly squeezed, quite piffy. you got some bitterness for, from everything else that comes with it. I do quite like that first cloudy drink. I just I just don't know it's beer.
3: Would you like, oh, you don't think thing number one is beer?
2: I'm not convinced.
3: <gasps> Interesting.
2: Mm.
3: Oh, I really have screwed with you a little bit, haven't yeah. I? Okay. So well, it you... <laughs> just
2: doesn't feel like it because of the flavour. Yeah.
3: Would you like to know what you've been drinking? Yes, yes. Cool, let's let's find out what we've been drinking. So, drink number one is a beer. Uh, so, drink number one is Crate's Sour. Uh, it's three and a half percent. It's kettle sour with use uh, so. so it's usually juice in it, and it's dry hopped with citra. Hmm.
2: That's an unusual sour. It's a very unusual shower, so You are going to say shower though, are not you? I was going to say shower, yeah. <laughs> but that's so fine. I tried to ride it out, but thanks no, for... Uh,
1: that's fine. Thanks for making that impossible to edit out. Now exactly. As well, so. <laughs> um, Next. <laughs> so,
3: drink number two is also brewed. It is brewed in exactly the same place. So it's also brewed in Hackney Wick. Uh, and it's kombucha.
2: Okay, I have no idea what this is, but I keep seeing people tweet about it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the thing of the moment, it isn't it? It is the it?
3: thing of the moment. So this is jar kombucha, oh. and so it's... Made on the same site as Crate and Hackney Wick. Um, so kombucha is a fermented tea. So essentially you make a... So,
1: so you should like this. You should like this. You I should hate
3: this, Steve. Uh,
1: yeah, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a weird kind of Freaky Friday role reversal thing going on <laughs> yeah. here. Um, uh,
2: I'm liking the tea thing and you're not. No, I'm not. Because so, I've got this, like I said, the, the vinegary thing going on. Where so kombucha
3: from. is made. You take um, tea, so the guys at JAR use organic loose leaf... A mix of green and black tea. Um, brew it with filtered water. You leave it to steep for twenty minutes. Take out the tea leaves. Add loads of sugar. Um, leave it to cool a little bit, and then you add something called a scoby, which I have had to write down what it stands for. A scoby is a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. So essentially, it's like a little starter bacteria creature that holds lots of bacteria and yeast in it, and that then helps the sugar ferment. And it ferments partly into alcohol, so this is um, around 0.5, maybe a little bit less percent so, ABV. So, class is no so alcohol. Class no alcohol, and then um, the rest ferments into um, acid, which is why you're getting the vinegary sharpness to it.
2: I mean, I'm getting that vinegary on the nose, but you? I wouldn't have known it was no alcohol. It's cool, isn't it? I would not have known that. Definitely not.
3: I really like kombucha. It's For me, it's a thing that has got enough flavour and enough interest. You can drink it at the same speed that you drink a beer or a wine. My main issue if you're going out and you're not drinking is that I don't want to have fruit juice. I get bored of lime and soda. And so you can have something that's quite interesting and I think really tasty. I think it's tasty, but the the nose
2: would stop me drinking it. Mm. Or that particular one anyway.
3: So they make lots of different flavours as well. This is the natural versions. This is the tea and fermentation, nothing else. Uh, You can get from jar, you can get a ginger and they do a passion fruit. But there's loads of people doing kind of lemon or orange or whatever flavour you whatever flavour you fancy, really.
2: But i think that if you didn't have the same... If you weren't picking up the same thing but I don't like in it, like that vinegary type of aroma, which presumably everyone else wouldn't get anyway, um, I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that had nothing in it, no alcohol.
1: Yeah.
2: If you just put it down as a welcome drink. I'm really surprised. drink, yeah. You know, you go to a reception, a welcome drink, a tray of drinks, it's there with everything else. I mean, it's unrecognisable from, what yeah. like you said, a white wine at the start, or even a white wine spritzer, you know. Yeah. And this
3: is, I and mean, this is quite low carbonation. So the guys at Jar force carbonate their kombucha. A lot of them are bottle conditioned essentially, so they'll put a little bit of like the yeast left in there. So you'll get probably a bit more fizziness as well. So it'd look like champagne or prosecco or.
2: It's a nice little bottle. And, and
3: it's really cute. I mean, yeah. it's
2: it's hard to describe it. It's it's like it's a two forty millilitre. It's almost like a almost like a medicine jar. Yeah. Like, like a small the, medicine jar? T C P bottle. But for... well, that doesn't help me, does it? Thanks.
4: Yeah. No. I'm already getting a bit of a smell now. We've got the T C P.
2: Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> um, so what was your thinking behind the, the pairing of these two? What what what's the similarity here that you were that you were looking for?
3: So I really want to do a kombucha. I think it's a really interesting drink. It is very kind of of the moment it's massive in the States, massive in Australia. It's starting to be really big in the UK as well. It is mainly in cities. It needs to be cold stored, so you'll tend to find it. Like you might have several people brewing in London, you might have some people brewing in Manchester. It, because it needs that cold storage to stop it going a bit mental, Mm. and then it probably won't get massive distribution. But you'll probably find people kind of popping up all over the place. Um, Honestly, because it's interesting, but it also for me has massive similarities with beer. It's essentially made in a very similar way to you'd make sort of a lambic style. Um, the reason behind the pairing is I love that they're made in the same place, um, and then with the crate you've got similar sourness, you've got similar fruitiness, um, so it's really sort of playing, trying to play it on the more kind of citrus sour end of things.
2: Yeah, I mean the appearance obviously,
3: no, yeah, no yeah.
2: similarities whatsoever.
3: I didn't know the sour was going to be quite that murky, I've only <laughs> ever had it on keg and it didn't look like that. And <laughs> even the, the
2: aroma not so much, but I think your, the, the background flavour profiles, there are definitely similarities in there, there.
1: there are hints of things that are,
2: uh, that are the same in yeah, the there. there's, a, there's a crossover yeah to coin a phrase which we're probably, probably quite familiar with yeah
3: and i guess the hope is that if you had someone who really loved drinking sours then in the kombucha you'd find something you also really liked and it also works really well as a mixer so you could add gin or vodka or any other oh really thing. so a lot of people are doing kombucha cocktails
2: okay so i suppose you're even with your cocktail then you bring down the alcohol levels yeah. by using kombucha as one of the component parts
3: yeah so rather than having gin tonic you could have gin kombucha you get more complexity you get the sourness you get the fruitiness
2: it's interesting actually but yeah it is a, it's a lovely looking bottle i mean i think that would look really nice as a yeah if you had uh, all of them and however many they do all lined up i think it'd look quite quite good especially if they did like different colors mm. different ones i think they would look quite good yeah it's an interesting pairing
1: it is. I'm just. I just got a little bit lost when Ruth said gin because I'm remembering to one of her last appearances on the show where she suddenly pulled out a bottle of gin at the end of the. Yeah, that was the hot show. Yeah.
3: Yeah. from there's, there's, yeah. there's no there's gin, the gin. Um, yet. No gin. In no yet. Yes. No, yet. Sorry. I'm so
2: sorry. Uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> Should we? Should we ask our butler?
1: What does he think? Let's. Yeah. Let's involve him in it. I suppose. Come on, Matt. What do you think?
0: Um, I'm with you with the vinegar, but white vinegar because I prefer having white vinegar on my chips and I think the aroma is that yeah but I do like it though really like
3: it good i think the pairing's quite good i think two completely different drinks i think
2: it's there yeah no yeah, no thank See you very much one. cool cheers mate we'll pay you you later <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good pairing but i i wasn't expecting well effectively a citrus beer to come out no
1: i wasn't that like so when I, when I when i saw it i was like, oh, she has gone and straight I'd, in with a
2: new england ipa i they put would say that's the best crepe beer i've had I've only had a few offerings from Crane, but it's the best one, are they?
3: I like their sours. I find their... I found that some of their pales are a little bit mixed and not necessarily that consistent, but the sours I really like.
2: So, thumbs up. 3.5% and 0%. That's yeah. all right, see? That's a good so spot. we so right, easing our right. way yeah, in. See, easing, yeah,
3: easing yeah. Our, <laughs> in our way in.
2: We've
1: got four more of these pairings to get through. Um, right, so while we finish off this, um, this, this first pair... Uh, Ruth, it's been a while since you've you've joined us on Opinions, yeah. and um, your career in the industry has changed a little, yeah, it has, hasn't it? A little so um, bring our listeners up to speed with, with where you are now, because you were with West Barks Brewery. Yes, um, you're no longer there. No. Um, so, so, so tell us where you are now.
3: Um, yeah, so I left West Barks about three months ago, and I'm now um, head of sales at a small distillery called Fisher's. Um we distill on the Suffolk coast, which is where I'm from. Uh, and I'm in charge of selling stuff, basically. So Gin Flogger. Gin Flogger. <laughs> is that what you so are So your official you? job description. Official <laughs> Gin Flogger, yes, that's the one. And
2: is that what they, is that the only thing they do? Is it gin so or?
3: one gin at the moment, we're opening a new distillery this year at some point. Um, until it's actually making gin, then we're trying not to sort of shout about yep. it too much. Um, at that point, then we're going to look at different varieties and um, not necessarily flavored things and uh, the key thing about fishes is we are still using some forage botanicals and um, so we're looking at potentially expanding that and using different um, flavors that you find on the coast um, flavors that are kind of unique to the UK
1: and have you found in in, in your time since kind of moving into a, a different area of the drinks industry is are there lots of similarities or is is it is it is it completely different? What's what's it like, what's it been like? I for think
3: you? there are similarities. For me, I'm really lucky that I get to still play with some of the same customers, which is really nice. Um, and also, one of the things I think I probably did at West Barks is I didn't just talk about beer; I talk about gin or wine or anything. I think is um,
1: anything else? Any, anything or non-alcoholic? <laughs> hey, or kombucha.
3: Um, I think if you're going out and kind of trying to sell something to someone, then just talking about one thing all the time is a bit boring so it's good to have that kind of breadth of um conversation more than anything else and um, the thing i have found different is the way that socializing is done is quite different it's not really kind of pints in the pub it's
2: well pints of gym would that be a oh, big night though wouldn't it? it's a lot of cocktails <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a big night <laughs>
3: sure. so yeah, yeah. Well, just um yeah so my cocktail knowledge has increased significantly i've developed a very um Almost a fetish about glassware and ice. Ice is my new thing. So you can get some really beautiful hand-cut ice cubes. That yeah, exactly. Don't fall. She's ice the ice, ice face.
1: Is, surely ice is ice.
3: No.
2: Oh, so you oh, walked into, into that so one, didn't so you? Wrong. Oh, my word. Um, but just ice... to be clear, I haven't got any hand-cut ice for us tonight <laughs> from work. I'm sorry.
3: Um, ice isn't ice. So the um, the larger the surface area of the ice in your drink, then the quicker it's going to dilute. So if you have one really big piece of ice. Is going to dilute your drink slower than if you have lots of little ones. Think about um, think about chips. So, if you have a fry, can do that, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, a French fry versus yeah. a chunky chip, French fries, you get more fat because you've got lots of surface area because they cut smaller,
1: yeah, yeah. So, I've never understood this one with chips because surely French fries are smaller, no, but you fit. have
3: more of them for the same weight, okay, yeah. So rather, if you cut a chunky chip in four, then you've got four times the surface area for the same amount of chip.
2: Because you've got four, the four sides. Yeah, you can explain it all day. I didn't it's, do it's, very did well at GCSE maths.
3: Did you see me glaze over <laughs> <I'm sorry>. so <laughs> ice, when <laughs> you tried <laughs> okay. to start explaining that? So big ice is better than small ice Okay. In, in most situations because what you want ice to do is to chill the drink down but not dilute it. You want a little bit of dilution but don't want it to dilute too much otherwise you're just drinking water. And so that's my, um, my new um, thing is ice and glasses. Assuming
1: that which is different. Ice, ice, <laughs> is different Ice is a big part of the the, the, the process of serving. It the is. Gin. I think it
3: also it loves um sorry, it loves it it really adds to the like the theatre of the serve. If you've got someone like that's going into an ice machine and like dump it in a glass and that's fine, it's probably gonna be a really nice drink. But if you've got someone there like with a knife and a chisel on the bar, then that's a cover kind of really wow thing that you can add
2: i suppose that's the same as like if you have um certain cocktails you have crushed ice in them don't you yeah. some of them you have like small ice some of you, like you say you have, might have the one ice cube i suppose it is it's back to the theater and the different glassware yeah, for the different it's... cocktails I so think I in... there's still similarities with the beer world because the glassware i mean the glassware and is it big is in the it's beer it's world.
3: all about the theater that's the thing it's about the theater in in beer or in spirits or in in anything really it's about adding that that extra thing that kind of you go to a pub or go to a bar Because if you just want to drink the thing, well, you can drink the thing at home.
1: Is is that why it takes so long to get served in a gym bar? Because they're so busy fucking around
2: with making the drinks. I think you might be going to the
3: wrong places. Okay.
2: I can't imagine which places you're going to where you have that trouble, to be honest. Which gym
3: bars? Which gym gym? bar in Whittam have you
2: been going to? (laughs) All bar
3: one does not
2: count. Well,
1: I went to uh, the gin bar in the basement of the, the, the Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester. And uh, there was a queue of four or five people and it took about 20 minutes to get to the end of that queue. I mean, I'm mean, i surprised you how, ended how up long, down there. How long does it take to, make, to put yeah,
3: stuff it, in a
2: glass and give you drinks? But it's
3: all different drinks, that's yeah. the thing.
2: There was probably five drinks being ordered, five different cocktails.
3: Yeah, much like the always order Guinness first thing. Yeah. A ordering a round of like five different cocktails is so just to gonna make you at Christmas
2: party last year they managed to work out that if people just want red wine white wine or fizzy or beers had them away from the bar because anyone else then can go and queue up and do the fancy ordering though mm. so because it's only one drink one glass rather than a, spe- a specific order I was quite surprised you've been to a gin bar
3: I'm amazed Once, yeah did you have a nice time
1: I was only in there for one drink, oh, but bitch. it was it 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 was was it was all right. I, en- I enjoyed the, the gin that I drank. Steve's growing. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Who, growing who as a person. Yeah, I'm trying new things.
3: But that's yeah. really good. That's what this whole show is about. It is. It so is indeed.
2: Going back to doing the, the gin sales, so yeah. obviously gin has exploded over the last 18 months, two years. Massively. Is it hard work to get, a bit like new beers now, they say getting a new beer into a place isn't necessarily the hardest bit. It's keeping the beer in the place is the hardest bit. What about with gin?
3: It's exactly the same, except probably times about 100. So there's new gins coming onto market all the time. To make gin is actually relatively easy. You need a neutral grain spirit, you need a still, and you need some flavouring. So juniper and other stuff. So you can go from separate ingredients into something in a finished bottle within 24 hours, easy. 12 hours sometimes. So there's a lot of smaller people sort of popping up there's a lot of people doing absolutely amazing stuff but the same as in beer there's lots of people doing amazing stuff and there's lots of people doing some kind of weird dodgy not dodgy stuff but things that probably aren't quite as premium as they're making out Um, but it's sort of thing that all kind of comes out in the wash that you'll get to a point in a couple of years time where actually the people that are really good are the people that are still around and the same as in beer then we probably won't have hundreds of teeny tiny people anymore it will kind of naturally progress into the good people doing well hopefully
2: because in the London area alone haven't we got as many gin distilleries as breweries or there or thereabouts
3: yeah that's over 100 easily. Yeah,
2: and we've got over 100 breweries so that's quite a lot of competition that's taking away the big boys so to speak isn't it
3: I think it's people are suddenly really interested in what gin they're drinking so rather than walking in somewhere and saying I have GT and and you get Gordon's yeah. Then you get gin menus, you get lists, you get people saying, actually, I want that specific thing and I want it with this tonic.
2: I was going to say, it's the tonic yeah, as well. Yeah, the
3: tonic's so important. Um, and you have a very interested and actually really educated consumer. Um, but you're seeing the same things in gin as you're seeing in beer, as in wine, that people people really know what they're talking about. They know what they're not talking about, they're really interested, um, and they're going in somewhere wanting to have a great experience and wanting to be involved in their drink selection rather than just having anything given to them.
2: Does that make it easier or harder though? Or is it a combination harder. of the both?
3: Harder, <laughs> really hard. Um, but we've got a really good product and so my hope is that people like really good well-made things with a great story and it tastes good. Fair enough. And that's all you can really, it's all you can really hope for.
2: So definitely a move on, it's definitely a different part of the drinks yeah. industry but still... Did you st- still want to stay in the drinks industry then? Oh,
3: definitely. It's it's a brilliant industry to work in. It's so friendly. You meet amazing people. Um, like that one over there. There's a good butler. Uh, Not enough, so. No, she wasn't pointing out. <laughs> she was no. back. No, yeah. no but you get you No. Gets to
2: go on the UK's award-winning podcast. Oh, all, of,
3: <laughs> all of those things. So no, it's it's a brilliant industry to be in. And I'm so lucky that I still get to work in an industry that's essentially my hobby. That's that's the great thing about it. And you, still, you it. still
2: see it as that as well?
3: Yeah. Provisioning say that no one will be listening for work it's fine um yeah. but yeah but it's if, if you're doing something that you really love and you're really interested in then it's great because you're walking into a pub or a bar or a restaurant and you're talking about a thing that you have a genuine interest in so that makes life good hopefully. yeah
2: more enjoyable i suppose yeah. Definitely. yeah
3: no
1: thank you very much for that yeah um so we've finished the drinks yes the, the, the first the first round yeah uh, uh, at least let's then, um which one did you prefer out out of the
2: the, the two? In? Oh, definitely the citrus sour for me because I couldn't get past the vinegar.
1: I yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to go with you on on that, despite the initial. Oh face. my
2: god! Someone's given me New England IPA. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> and then the sour. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I I didn't dislike the the other one as much as you did. Um, that the nose was difficult to get past, but I quite enjoyed the. The, the, the sweetness in the drink. I've got quite yeah. a sweet tooth anyway, so that sweetness was quite yeah. uh, uh, appealing to me anyway.
2: Well, I could, I could see. Like I said, I mean, for me, it's definitely the best beer I've had from Crate. I think three and a half percent. I mean, it's 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 a fulfilling beer.
4: Yeah,
2: it doesn't feel like a three and a half percent beer, and the fact that it's a sour, but with what's probably our favourite hop anyway. Yeah, thrown in there for good measure, and coming out at three and a half percent. I'd say it's a bit of a win that one. Absolutely, but I could definitely see the rationale behind the pairing once you'd gone into a bit more detail in it. Good. So overtly and visually, not really.
1: No, they were completely different visually. It's the visually layers. It's the layers. Like opposite ends All about flavour.
2: It's the layers. Yeah.
1: So our uh, butler has presented us with our second pairing. Yep, he slammed them down in <laughs> front of us. Y- yes, yes he did, indeed. Um, again, two very different looking drinks in, in, in glasses. How would you in describe the two drinks in front of us, Steve? I would say that one on the right hand side and none of this which is good for audio so if if you're listening to this in black and white it's on your left hand side yeah Um, one of the drinks we're looking at um, I'm going to say it could either look like a a Flanders red or it's ball tide
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it's a little bit lighter but yeah it's basically got like a brown ale colour isn't it Uh, the other one looks like a lager yeah I think that's a fairly good summing up so everyone's got an idea now what we got. Yeah. And even though which, which, whether it's left or right.
3: <laughs> so do you want to have a sniff of them both first? Okay. okay. I
2: thought I wasn't too far off with that.
3: I think you're bang on with that annoyingly.
2: That's a really strange nose. That's the, the, so the, the, the brown ale I like. It's got really quite a nice fruity nose, that one. But the, um, the golden drink i've got no idea what it's
1: no I, I haven't i mean yeah there's a little bit
2: of um, almost a creamy taste. Aroma. Taste.
1: What, what, what are you tasting first are we tasting
2: yeah, I'm a, gonna go, taste yeah taste the
3: brown ale like i'm go for
2: the right hand side essentially what
3: you think has gone off broadside go for that <laughs> cheers,
2: <laughs> cheers. oh it's got a flanders red quality going on there
1: I like that. Yeah, there's a little bit of a um, little bit of oakiness in there. A little bit of a bit cherry, bit cherry, some some fruit cake. I'm not sure about this one. I don't know. It smells like plasticine. You remember that? You know <laughs> that plasticine stuff that you used to play <laughs> with?
2: Yeah, I remember plasticine. Okay, but it's been a while since I've <laughs> been engaged. with I
1: regularly smell plasticine. Yeah,
2: it tastes like apple juice.
1: That's really sticky sweet. Right, sticky really toffee. Sticky. sticky apple toffee.
2: Yeah. Ooh, apple toffee.
1: Or oh, toffee I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the combination that most people use. <laughs>
2: That's it. <laughs> Mine refers to the
3: toffee in the apple. <laughs> yeah, the apple. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more fun that way. So what do you think you've got?
2: I think I've got. we've got a Flanders red on the right. You do? Yeah. And and I
1: think purely because of the apple quality, we've got some sort of cider, on 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 the kind, left,
3: kind of. So on the right, you do have Runs Red. You've got a Rothenbach Original, which came in a handy little can for all of your train drinking needs. Oh, can oh Yeah. Oh, very,
0: actually a slim. A slim <laughs> <can>. <laughs> this is a beer that I've had a Red Bull style quite, quite
2: R- regularly. You've had the Grand, We've had the Grand Cru before yeah. as well. I like little oh two fifty mil Oh, that's really Here's pocket like a size. Red, it's not yeah, it's perfect. Can.
3: I nearly drank from on the train on the way home yesterday.
2: And you know what? They brew and craft it. Not just brew or oh, craft it. They brew off. and craft it. That's
3: what it says in the can. My mother can't listen to this now, obviously. <laughs> no.
2: And we have... Oh. A beautiful bottle, I might say. This is a very beautiful bottle. Um, is, but, but... I've got no idea what it might say. What, what is it? It's it a Saint Grand Cru on it. Foreign. And it's got alcohol, because it says 3.5%. It's and a half right, percent. we won't have
3: any foreign things soon. It's okay.
2: But the rest of it, I've got no idea what it might be.
3: Right, so that is a Perry.
2: I wasn't getting any pear though.
3: I get loads of pear on that, like that kind of like roundy vanilla-y thing.
2: Oh I didn't. Oh, maybe that's where they're creamy or plasticine. cream as cream soda aspect. I was,
3: I was getting. I'm not from. getting
2: cream soda. That's where my no. vanilla thing came from.
3: Uh, so the idea behind these two is they are both aged, um, and they're both slightly tart, but going more in that kind of complex fruit. So not the same kinds of fruit, obviously fruit, obviously the Rodenbeck has got more kind of cherry uh, and raspberry kind of characteristics to it and the peri you get the pear, the apple kind of characters, quite a lot of caramel as well. Uh, so this is made by a producer called Eric Bordelais, if my French pronunciation is good at all. Uh, it's made in Normandy and it's made, um, essentially he well, believes a in bottle. making peri and cider the same way that you would make wine. Uh, so he grows 20 different types of apples, 15 different types of pear Um, this is top perry and produced from fruit from 300 year old pear trees
2: it's unlike any perry I've had before
3: it's unlike any perry I've had before as well
2: because most perries I've had have definitely got more that very overt pear aroma and very a lot sweeter whereas this is a lot more subtle
3: so this guy used to be kind of top sommelier in Paris he moved in 1992 to his parents um, apple orchard and took over production he really wants to make kind of complex, interesting ciders and perries that could go along food. Um, as you can see from the bottle, can it be seen in the same realms yeah, as wine. The, yeah, the,
2: the bottle is, is beautiful. It's, uh, it's properly bulbous at the bottom yeah. and then goes up nice and narrow, doesn't it? It's lovely.
3: So what I really love is he's trying to do with cider and perry the same thing that a lot of people in the beer world are trying to do, and kind of elevate beer and elevate cider to be um, thought of on the same level as wine.
1: What do you think, Steve? It's only 3.5%. And yes. it's, as, as, and as well. it's I low know, I don't know if
3: you picked that
2: up yep. when, when you at it. Yeah, yeah. everything yeah. he
3: does, I think, is below four, below four and a half. Because it's meant to be something that you have, have with a meal at the table.
2: Would have loved yeah. to try one of his ciders, if his Perry's is good.
1: It's, I mean, it, it is, like I say, it's, it, it's a beautiful bottle. The presentation of it's fantastic. Um yeah it's it's just a little bit sweet for me Too it's sweet. a little bit it's, residual it's, sweetness, sweetness. It's, on the, it's on the sweet
3: oh, side so it's one that i haven't tried so this was a gift from the lovely guys at the white swan at stratford Stratford st mary is that the essex yeah. one yeah. yeah
2: suffolk essex border
3: um, yeah so they gave me a couple of bottles this one of them um and it's one that i thought had kind of the most interest to it so it's a gift from them is that Thank it, you it, it pairs
2: really well yeah. with the road and oh, back good like, that's a good little line it pairs ah, really
1: well. Oh, oh so very covered. good. Think about that, didn't I?
0: I was going to say that, like obviously exclusive. I know what these all are, but this I thought wouldn't work at all, and it's actually really well working together. Yeah. I think they're, very, they're the same
3: the same so. level of acidity. So I think you get obviously you get more bitterness in the Flanders Red, and you get that caramel um, aspect in I the like Perry. Well, we, you, we, we, we can do,
2: blend go, you've got your own pour somewhere yeah. I mean I think that, I think you're right I think there are mentalities. I think the, the the bit more bitterness and the dryness from the road is what's better for me than that caramel mm. sweetness you get from this, the the, the uh, perry
3: the, the way that I've come and think about it is, is we're trying to taste a variety of things so we can understand more about flavour and hopefully discover it comes things to science a like. bit I told it's you it was not coming, science- it's not science yeah. this, this, it, this is it but equally if you maybe have a friend who really likes cider and... Re- well, I don't know if anyone says, oh, I really love perry. I'm sure some people do. Don't You've know anyone who does. People who really like cider, well, then the Roanback is the the beer to yeah. get them into beer, isn't it? Yes. That's the, the thing to go to, because it's like the next step in. Like, acidity-wise, they're pretty much the same. So a little bit less sugar, a little bit more bitterness. But apart from that, you still get that fruitiness, you still get the richness. You See, what I really love about the perry is it has got a lot of flavour. You're not just saying, that tastes of pear... So he actually, does have all these other Oh yeah, I'm not, like I
2: said I'm not really getting the pear. To be honest, I'm just getting a lot of flavour.
3: Yeah, which is the whole point.
2: And there's a lot of flavour there, three and a half percent.
0: I think like pear core, not the juicy pear, like the middle of the
2: pear. That's what I've, that's what I found from it. I've never eaten the middle of the pear. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't like pears. Are you meant well, to eat the a middle short, of the pear?
0: Well, like not eat the middle of the pear, but like. You know what I mean? Like not the outside. You're getting of... too,
2: you're getting close to make yeah. sure you eat as much pear as possible, <laughs> yeah. aren't you, Matt?
0: Oh, best bang for the buck, mate. i eat th-
3: all of it. The other thing I really love about it is that we kind of like we look at an apple, we look at a pear, and we say, "Well, that must taste of apple." Where actually you get loads of amazing flavours, the same as you would from a grape, the same as you would from from hops.
2: I could definitely see. I mean, we're recording at my workplace, and we hold wine evenings as well as uh, the beer evenings.
1: I don't the, think you've ever mentioned that
2: before no at all The kombat, but the kombucha and this I think would play with people's minds if I, if we presented them at a wine evening
3: that'd be fun
2: especially I, I think as, if you
1: did the, 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 the as, as wrapped up or whatever no is, idea what you're called, having
2: kombucha yeah. kombucha yeah because well, we're great in pronunciations so. <laughs> oh, we we love it don't <laughs> we we, we, do, we do love a when are, we, when are we having the bourbon <laughs> um, but this would mess with people's minds especially the second one the peri because of the bottle yeah as well because there's nothing covered up, there's nothing for people to get from that, but it's not going to be what they expect it to be. So they might guess fizzy wine, or something fizzy. Yes. Yeah. But that's it. That's where the similarities would end. Both those first two drinks, I think, would be excellent if you were trying to convince people that they like more than... Going back like, to the original yeah. conversation where they go... Like
3: more than they think they do.
2: The conversation I have with a lot of people at work, trying to get them to come to the beer tasting club, is, oh, I don't like beer, when they've only probably tasted about two... And it's probably still been the same style, that they tasted. But it's only two of them, so you could give them you could give them a rod and back and say this yeah, is exactly. a bit which, which is what their I've do, which is what I've done tonight. Yeah. We managed to do a bit of a tasting with the the wine guys. That's the kind of beer I threw in there, just so yeah. that people weren't having the usual.
3: And you can do tasting, so you can buy essentially black tasting glasses, so you can pour whatever you like in there. No one can see what colour it is. You don't have any of the kind of preconceptions. So you're properly blind. So you even to the extent that if you had a red wine. You could chill it down, people automatically think that red is served at room temperature and white is served refrigerated. Um, You can really kind of get people thinking about what they're actually tasting rather than whether they like something or not.
2: So, is this some. So, obviously, when you pitched this to Steve and I, we thought it was both quite an interesting idea. But is there a practical application for you in your job?
3: Not particularly. I think one of the things as I've kind of worked my way through the drinks industry is we have so much more in common with each other than we think we do. Um, And a lot of it, so when I moved from West Parks to work at Fishers, a lot of people said, oh, well, you're leaving the industry. I'm like, well, no, I'm not, obviously. Obviously not, it's still selling drink, it's still selling to the same kind of people, but there's that kind of divide that you either do beer or you do wine or you do spirits or you do cider. Um,
2: So you can't just be doing drink.
3: No, and it's just, it's opening that up. for ages, I've been thinking about I'd love to do a restaurant drinks list um, and have it, so rather than having, like, this is the red wine section, this is the white wine section, this is the cocktail section, just have it in terms of flavour. So this is the, like, sour section, this is the sweet section, this is the bitter section, this is the rich section, uh, and really get people thinking, like, I actually want that flavour profile rather than I want that particular thing.
2: That'd be quite an adventurous turn for a restaurant to take
3: yeah it would be because
2: we're so programmed to go red white
3: but there's no reason no you want to see it
2: boxed off don't you in different sections yeah
3: but even like the overlap between red wine and white wine in terms of flavor profile is is massive um you can get some really lovely bright light kind of spritzy reds you can get sparkling red wine and there's all sorts of things going on and all industries or all parts of the drink industry are innovating so we sit here and we know that Beer has obviously been on this massive journey over the past sort of five or ten years. Every other part of the industry has been doing it as well. So you end up with amazing perries like this one or interesting non-alcoholic drinks, loads of things going on.
2: So definitely, I think there's definitely, with that education comes mm. the idea, oh hold on a second, you could have that inside the house. But, but, but part
1: of it's uh, about being given the opportunity just exactly. to try some of these things. Oh, yeah. Because this this isn't a, a concept that you and I would have put together for a show. Oh no, we we could have been doing this for another <laughs> ten years, and this would not have happened. <laughs> this would this would this would never have come up. If I
2: okay. said said your WhatsApp, said how about doing some uh, some pear flavoured and apple drinks? I
1: would have been like, no, nope. <laughs> that's the end of that conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: that's not happening.
1: Um, but but no, so this this, this was your brainchild. It you, was you my did, brainchild. You and and thank said,
3: you for letting it come to life?
1: I, I think I, I think I remember the initial message was just something along the lines of I want to come on the show and do something about taste, and I was like. Okay, tell me a bit. Tell me a bit more. How do we? How, how do we build something from that? And the obviously, without it making sound sound too much like we actually interview people for the show. That the pitch you that you, the pitch that you put across was, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pair some beers with some other drinks, and I'm gonna try and test your.
3: But your worry was there wouldn't be enough beer.
1: No, that wasn't my, that wasn't my worry uh, uh, at all. My worry, I'm, I'm, and I'm not worried about what's to come or, or what we're going to drink. I'm really not because I'm quite excited to try some different flavours. My worry was purely not being in control. Because, <laughs> oh, okay. because, because I, I do like to be... In, you don't do that very well, do no, you? No, I don't, I don't ever really relinquish control, do I? <laughs>
2: it's bad enough recording in my but place. I think
3: not being in control for you is good because actually you're viewing each drink with more of an open mind. Because if you were opening... If one of you was opening the can or the bottle, yeah. and you knew what you were, what was coming, naturally you'd say, right, this should be like this, and you're judging it immediately against your preconceptions. Yeah, and also
2: the vessel it's coming. Yeah. And we haven't even seen the vessels, so no, no Matt's doing a great a great
1: job of, of hiding
2: everything you're from us yes. and yeah. until until we need yeah. to yeah. see it. So we we had no preconception about what came out of what. No. So at the two, Steve. Oh, the round back, every,
1: every the back in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, I'm still quite chuffed that I but actually called a Flanders red. Yeah, you
3: finished your perry first though.
1: Yeah, because I want to wash it away oh, okay. with the rosé.
2: <laughs> it's a bit like Brussels sprouts on a plate. I finished them first.
1: So oh, I can it's, it's, nice. yeah, yeah, you, you eat or you drink the stuff that you don't like first, yeah. so you can you can have something nice afterwards. Are so you blending them now?
3: I'm Ooh. interested.
2: I'm not ruining a and back with that.
3: That's some funky fun, isn't it?
2: Did you try blending it, Matt? Uh, Ruth is blending it
3: this week.
2: Have you tried it?
3: It? Mm. It, I mean, first, it? I'm not going to. The pear so. flavour comes through more, but you've added like this lovely kind of caramelly thing going on.
2: What, what does the butler think?
3: What's your blend? I didn't
0: quite do it as uh, LEV as Ruth did, I just chucked what it was left in. Chucked.
3: <laughs> Classy. Um, I think it worked yeah. really well. Only I the, the best butlers
0: for it. us. No, I think it works quite well.
3: I think like if you've ever seen one of those like the flavor stars have you ever seen those
2: no
3: we have not the thing to do on a like non-visual podcast but um if you imagine you've got intensity of flavor working out from the middle which is one to the edge which is five like this well that's a logo
1: but yeah we'll no, use no, that as yeah no it isn't it's got different flavors written around it. oh
3: fine in that case in that in entirely yeah that's
1: again shit for an audio no habit. you're great. It like this yeah <laughs> so so what, what i've just picked up i've just gone back to the um the, the crate can <laughs> and and on the side of, of it there is um there's a hexagon um, I take
3: back my previous sarcasm by the way <laughs>
1: that that says sweet sour bitter hoppy fruity color and then within that it's it's got kind of a lines drawn inside yes. of it to show you the profile of the so drink so you can say actually out sits. of
3: out of five then it's three sweet four sour okay that that's kind quite, of thing yeah. so if you drew the perry and you drew the rodent back the, the perry would get a lot more on the sweetness and obviously the rodent back would get a little bit more on the bitterness but it's not massively bitter but in terms of the other things so fruitiness and richness i think they they follow the same kind of pattern mm.
0: The blend's like made the Roanoke, it still feels like Roanoke, but like a lighter version of it, I think, with the pear still white.
3: It's a cocktail, that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So so is that what you did in preparation for for the show? Did you kind of...
3: No, if I was really organised, I would have done that. What I did in preparation for the show was have a big panic that I'd been thinking about something for three months and hadn't actually written anything down. And so I wrote every style of beer that I could think of and every style of non-beer that I could think of down on post-it notes. And I lay on the floor and kind of placed them all out into places where they were essentially in a line from sour to rich through bitter on each side.
2: That's way more work than we ever do for a show. So at the it's top nice to in there.
3: beer land, then you start off with the sour and in top in non-beer land, then you have things like uh, whiskey sour or the kombucha and then try to pick the things that were kind of at like the same level
1: as you go down so pairing three has arrived courtesy of our butler
2: yeah but
3: they look the same
1: they do look identical we've basically um, got Robinson's orange squash in both glasses yeah
3: yeah. I'm so pleased with this
1: you you have got a particularly proud face on (laughs) I'm so pleased with this shall we go
3: for the right hand side first let's go for the right hand side I think think, check the
2: Uh, rumour around oh you want us to oh
3: yeah a am on both
2: Okay, not much distinguishing between either of them. Maybe it's the same drink, one in a barrel, one not.
1: Hmm. Okay, now, now, I've got to say, the one that I thought was a beer, I don't think is beer anymore. <laughs> because, <Are> you- <laughs> because the the, the the one, so it's, again, not not great for an audio podcast, but the one on our right has got a bit more of a head. It looks like it's got a bit more of life. Yeah. The one on the left looks looks quite flat, but the one on the left smells very bretty. So,
2: so which one are we diving in on first? I don't know. Let's. let's I still think we go. Let's, let's, okay. Let's go with the one. One on the right. The right. Cheers.
3: Cheers. Cheers.
2: That's got a pretty woody, beery feel to it. Has it? For me, it has. It just
1: tastes like a standard, golden elf. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. Tastes like a,
3: a, this, this a, a regional
2: like, brewery's bad. The one on the left hand side smells golden like, smells like just calver. confirm
3: you think the thing number one tastes like a regional brewery's bad golden ale. Yeah. Okay, good, good note.
2: <laughs> I think the one on the on the left smells like oh, a oh, bit oh, of a yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> And they never won any awards ever, ever again.
2: Didn't say which regional brewery, did I? Yeah, this feels like a like a carver or something to me or or that ilk. Ooh, oh, Steve's sour face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, to be fair, it's quite sharp. It's
3: not that sharp. I think it's no, not, no, it's not, not sharp. It's to just
2: things not, not tasty. I think it's sharper. Oh, I love it. No, I, I like think it. that's mm. delicious. But that would explain why Steve's sour face is like that if we love it.
3: Mm. Would you like to know what you're drinking? I might leave you to it for a minute.
2: Yeah, actually leave it for a minute. Let's drink a bit more. Let's get into opinions.
1: Okay, let's, let, let's do it opinions opinions
2: opinions
1: opinions so we did um try to ask a question that kind of related to 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 this show a little bit so we we asked what influences your tipple of choice and, and and by tipple we were trying to get people to think about more than just beer yeah so, so we did actually put that in the question as well we were saying beer wine spirits that sort of thing uh, and we gave four options So we gave occasion taste type of drink or your mood so 395 votes 55 percent of people simply went for the mood that they were in at the time dictates what they want to drink uh, at that time 20 percent went for taste and then occasion 13 percent, type of drink 12 percent. so a, a fairly equal split between the second three yeah but your the, mood being the, the that one. right winner yeah um so a few comments uh which which kind of lent themselves to some of those headings first one i'm gonna i'm gonna come out with though is is from our number one fan paul at uh, unrcd who i think totally missed the point of, of, of <laughs> the of the poll uh his response was um what if you only drink beer which i, is, I saw
2: that because that came out quite quickly that one didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: which is, it
3: kind of proves our point doesn't it a little bit
1: it, it does and i know this is what you wanted to do is, is you wanted to stop people kind of almost segmenting off different types of drinkers as, as having to be separate and just focusing on the flavor the taste what what you're feeling as you're drinking it that that sort of thing so that that was that that was fairly interesting and we did have quite a few other comments along those sorts of lines of where people and and i i guess as, as you would, people were just talking about beer. Yeah. But that is what we normally do.
2: It is not what we normally do, but we did get a few non, non-beery comments.
1: We, we did, yeah. So, um, diving straight in, Ollie Clark at Various Ollie said, all of the above is, is, is what influences him. That, that was also echoed by Martin Griffin at Martin Damunkey um dr goggles at burnt angel uh, a bit of the last two if i'm in the mood for a beer which i usually am i want beer and wine is no good to me if i'm in the mood for a sherry a beer won't cut
2: it who's ever in the mood I for a sherry i
1: don't think i've ever been in the mood for a sherry
2: i can't get on with sherry i've tried it i've tried various sherries i can't get on with sherry i've discovered port over christmas yeah
3: did you like it uh,
2: yeah i like port
3: because it's but why do you like it i, I don't know it's sweet
2: probably yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's that sweet yeah generally a red port is you need to try a white
3: port now or a tawny port a tawny's delicious oh a
2: tawny's lovely Ah, tawny ne- oh,
3: so next time we can do various flavors of <laughs> next time <port>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what's it gonna be next time <laughs> um so from uh, gregor at gregor j definitely mood i can go out and not drink anything alcoholic at all
1: and then from dick withcomb At Ashton 1848, taste is everything. I champion the forgotten drink cider. Much of what is sold in Manchester is very poor, but increasingly high quality cider and peri. In, interesting that we've, we've we've now sampled on those as well. Finding a toehold, love matching wild yeasty high tan insiders with wild beers or natural wines.
2: Sounds like he would have been perfect for tonight. He <laughs> sounds like a really. <laughs> it like sounds that like man. he should have been here rather yeah. than one of us. Maybe <laughs> instead of both <laughs> us. <laughs> probably. Yeah. He
4: sounds fun.
1: Um, And Beavis Morn at Emperor Beavis, probably level of thirst. With alcohol units, calories and price of good stuff, I suppose I see a tasty alcoholic beverage more than a luxury item now than a drink. If I'm really parched and at a pub, I'll have a soft drink first. Couldn't imagine slating my dry mouth with a Russian imperial stout or burgundy.
2: Yeah, but there's probably something else. <laughs> in, what in between those? In between a Russian Imperial or Burgundy, <laughs> yeah. or a, Just, or a uh, work you know, 4%, really well. four percent Naga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would, that, that would do it, wouldn't it? But I like I like, I like where his starting point is: mm. Russian Imperial Stout or Burgundy.
3: Again, he sounds like the man you want to know. Yeah.
2: So, um, Dick or Bevis, if you're both available for Ruth's next appearance on the show, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can come in and, you can
1: come in and co-host with Ruth. We're we're, we're quite happy we'll to. We'll, we'll be the butlers.
2: Whoa. that would be so fun. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you've you've sacked Matt before he's even finished. Tonight. No,
3: Matt is head butler. Oh, he gets promoted, and then he would have.
1: Oh, like I, I, I don't remember butlers. putting all these positions out for the show.
2: More people coming into the family.
1: <laughs> and, and, uh, Junior
3: butler.
1: I know uh, we do. We do need to have Matt at yours next time when we record to fetch a spear from the cupboard to the. To, to well, the recording mean, studio. the
2: cupboard, I can actually literally reach from where I'm recording. While we're recording, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the Toy House Brewery at Toy House Brewery said, these days it's pretty much beer every time unless the occasion dictates otherwise. It's interesting, what what occasion would dictate that you can't have beer? Christmas
2: party. Yeah. Or oh, a, okay. or or, a or weddings you go to.
3: Yeah. Or if you're going for dinner with families, if I go to Mum's, and we have wine with dinner and that's kind of... It and I feel a bit weird saying, oh, actually, I don't want what you've offered me, I'm going to have this other thing. Just going to open this
2: that I bought myself,
3: yeah. That, that just feels odd, doesn't
2: it? <laughs> See, what we could have done though, that is with Toy House Brewery expanding on what the other occasion would have been,
3: yeah.
1: Um, James at Perilous Banana, interesting, That's a good name, <laughs> great handle. That <laughs> one, uh, more than one type of beer. I tend, to, I tend to drink dark beers in winter and lighter beers, especially be- wheat beers in the summer. Very much a man after my own heart there. I am, as as you've pointed out before, very much a seasonal drinker. You are a seasonal drinker. drinker. At the moment, I am only interested in drinking dark beers. Because it's just dark all the time. Because that's what I want to drink. Dark like
3: your soul.
2: Ooh, (laughs) gosh. So, Johnny, moving on. I'll move on for you there, Steve. Johnny Beer Boy at Johnny Beer Boy. Type of drink, because I only ever want to drink beer. I have a traditional birthday tequila once a year. And a few snowballs at Christmas. Gross. But otherwise nothing come close to the ale. So you go from, I, I only have one beer, but I have tequila once a year and a few snowballs at Christmas. We <laughs> love that he has a birthday tequila. Uh, yeah. oh. How long is that bottle gonna last? No,
3: I think it's one of those people that goes and like they really want to drink the worm. I've had
0: to say it's
2: gonna take a few years <laughs> to get to the worm. Uh, from Mark Thorpe at Longhead 23. Such a difficult answer. Depends on where I am, who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Who I'm with. <laughs> you missed the word. No, that was a lot better though. Who I am with and what we're doing. Too many variables to answer accurately. Given the choice, I'd probably drink a good quality beer over anything else. That was just a long way of saying I want beer. Basically, yeah. He said beer. Yeah. And uh, finally, Ralph, how do you say that last name? Feats? It's Feats. Feats. On the radar, 55. Pretty much car scale for me 100% of the time on a mount. Lean towards Golden and Hoppy, but like Stout and Porter. If a spirit, then it's gin, or vodka at push, at home, or a red wine drinker. Well, he's, it's covering, covering, he's covering all wine. the bases
1: there, isn't he? So so I think on the whole, um, people were mostly saying that, a <laughs> shock, listeners of a beer podcast were mostly saying we only drink beer. Yeah.
2: Which I suppose is our natural audience, to be fair. Ab- absolutely, yeah. But there were a few few things thrown in there. Yeah, yeah, a few little curveballs. I'm, I'm really enjoying the first drink. The one on the right-hand side. The, the
1: one that we think is a beer. The one we think is a beer. The the, the regional breweries. The one ale. that you said was oh, the regional
3: breweries. You're going to be so I, sad.
0: Hang on,
3: hang on. Should, we, should we reveal it? No. Uh, yeah. Hang on. Let me just uh, do some. So I, do, I think something. this
2: is a some Bretty pale ale of some kind. Okay. So I think the other one's the Bretty thing. No, I don't think so.
3: So you think regional pale ale and a Bretty thing? Yeah. It, well. Okay. Good, Martin.
2: Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm going Brettie Pale Ale on the right-hand side for the beery type drink.
3: And what's the other thing?
2: I'm sticking with, like, a carver.
3: Okay. Matthew?
1: The
2: beer
3: is... A pale ale from a regional brewery?
1: Well, no. Now, when I said regional brewery, you know what I meant. I
3: didn't mean burning
1: sky, did I? Come on.
2: So um, I said Bretty Palau.
3: So beer number three is a Saison from Saison. Burning Sky. Yep. Uh, this edition has got Elderflower and Gooseberry as additions. And non-beer, showing in the bottle isn't really going to help. No, what is it? Uh, so this is a white wine, kind of. So it's a white wine from, as uh, white wine grapes. Um, it's both natural wine and something called an orange wine. Which doesn't involve oranges in any way. So a natural wine means it's made um, with low intervention, um, without kind of additional use of sulfites and that kind of thing. An orange wine means that when you make the wine, rather than removing the skins and the seeds, and you leave them in there to ferment, uh, so you get a really round, rich flavour. Martin looks so unimpressed. It's no, I'm just, I'm just not
2: sure I'm taking it all in that's a lot of information to take in I think in. it's the orange bit which is throwing me
3: so orange wine is quite a new thing again it's quite trendy so <laughs> orange wines rather when you normally make a wine you take your grapes you press them and you get the juice and you ferment the juice yeah. with an orange wine then you take the grapes you press them and then you ferment the whole lot so you've got the skins and you've got the grape the seeds and everything else in there and they can stay in there from anything from like a week to a year so you get all of the extra flavour and the extra richness that comes from the, sk- um, the skins and from the pips um they tend to be low intervention as well. So this one is Italian. Um, it comes from, the vineyard is Col Tamari. It comes from the Veneto region, so the Prosecco region in Italy. Uh, it's made from a- It said Carver. We do really well. Um, so the it's blend is- I think I've done all right these two. It's yeah. a blend of six grapes. All Italian, I'm not going to pronounce all of them, yeah, but the main, <laughs> <just> <laughs> the, main, yeah. the main grape in it is Glera and Glera is the grape that you use to make Prosecco. So it's Prosecco region, Prosecco dominant grape. Oh, I'm taking that but made in a slightly uh, different way. So these guys... Me sitting
1: here thinking there were two types of grapes, red and white.
3: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So the vineyard... Not giving up the day job just yet then, Steve. absolutely not. uh, The vineyard are organic, they are biodynamic, and they make natural wines as sort of their every... That's what they they do. So rather than using pesticides, they'll do things like uh, planting different herbs or different plants alongside the vines to um, detract from pests, that kind of thing.
2: Leans into what you were saying before about low intervention,
3: yeah, low intervention, and then you mature it with uh, the skins and the pips as well. Um, so the idea behind the pairing was to look at two things which are quite yeast forward, so the wine is unfiltered. If you have a look at the bottle, then you can see there's still some, well, there was some sediment in there, but we kind of they they swizzed around, yeah, look, yeah, it's those. Um so we're looking at things that are quite yeast forward in flavour profile.
2: It does remind me of the look that especially looking at the bottom it looks like a cloudy cider. That's what it reminds me of in the bottom. Mm. But it's very interesting. I love
3: it. It doesn't taste like white wine to me. It tastes like... No, it, it's like a whole thing on its own.
2: Yeah. But I mean, like I said, the closest I could get because I've never had... I don't think knowingly I've had a natural wine before. The closest I could get to like the Carver reference. Um, do you get... Do you see the pairing, Steve?
1: I do. Yes.
3: Because you don't like either of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is a this is a no. very so, funk oh, forward. So this, is a, this is a funk
1: forward pairing, um, of which I'm not a massive fan of either.
3: But if you were into really, really funky beer, then this would be the wine to go for. Well, Eat.
1: I think I, I called it. It had a bit of a bretty nose yeah, to it. Yeah, it does. Which...
0: What? I think so they're almost identical. I think they're so close to each other,
2: personally. Oh, I've, no, I found them quite... I found overtly different, but the, yeah, bits, the bits behind it get the yeast forward and the funkiness. I
3: think the only thing you don't get in the wine is you, don't, you just don't get bitterness because there's nothing yeah. really to bring bitterness to the party. I think there's like some
0: sort of like aged cheddar aroma with the wine, like very hidden. I know that doesn't sound particularly Feet nice. Beet wine! But um, that's the only difference. I think, I think they're really similar. It's, it, okay,
2: it's, this isn't your average white. Up wine. until that point, there was listeners about to go and buy that wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, the last Matt's just gone. No, 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 no but cheese juice. No. <laughs> what I would say is,
3: if, if you had it on keg, and you didn't have that it was a wine on the chalkboard or the board or whatever, and you just said it was a not in the yeasted ale, but it said whatever it was, just the name, people would buy it and they would drink it. I, I
1: think, and they wouldn't. I think if you put bat- that in front yeah. of beer geeks, they, they, they would absolutely think it was some sort of. Barrel aged yeah. Barrel aged British, yeah. Bretty Brett sour yeah. thing y- Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't think anyone would call that As being a
2: wine Has it, be, has it been in barrels? Just like curiosity
3: I think so But I'm not going to say yeah, 100% I'm not very good at Italian I'd And translating the website like Was more than I was points. up for
2: No but just It's nice to know But actually There's bits you pick up over time
3: Yeah I mean it Apparently does. we do know shit So <laughs> orange wine can get quite oxidised So you tend to get like that nutty Flavour that you get from oxidation Yeah Um, So that would come through. Uh, I can find out about barrels in Prosecco. In Prosecco region, they tend to not use barrels that much. But I will find out.
2: Just curious, but I I mean, I've finished the burning. The burning sky's gone.
3: I'm not a massive fan of the burning sky. I thought I was really going to love it. Uh, Out of
1: the two, it's my preferred. Oh, that's saying options.
4: The,
2: the, that's the, almost the, been the gone gone off, tea yeah yeah the gone if, off if, if really people could real. see my face as I
1: said that it
2: was like <laughs> <laughs> oh if I had to if I had to choose yeah between one of my children <laughs> yeah
3: what I will say is I don't think these parents necessarily about the one that you prefer um, because the next one certainly I can almost guarantee you're going to prefer the beer but it's more about Looking for the similarities. Really selling it, really selling it
1: there. <laughs>
3: looking for the similarities between them rather than looking for the differences. I, might, I might
1: just go and leave you
2: two to finish no. this. No. I love both of these. I, I do I think they're
0: really similar. Good. Really, really
2: similar. No, I, I do I can definitely see the similarities between the two. I prefer the Burning Sky. What is the actual name? It says on X.
3: Saison Zet.
2: Says on it. No, there's a dirt de- there somewhere. There is it? a dirt. De- I can't see that because the butler hasn't turned the bottle around. No, there's
3: a there's a oh, no. dirt de- de- on their website if that helps you. Well, uh, no, but
1: I, I, I agree that in terms of the pairings that we've had so far, this this is the pairing where the drinks are very very similar in, yes. in, in terms Good. of I think, everything. But about they're made
3: them. from completely different things in yeah. different ways.
0: The only difference is this is the pairing that the beer fan would like something else. I think you're gonna. This is so different from a white wine. You're yeah. not going to convince a white wine drinker to go onto the beer. I don't think. But okay, so what you're saying you might you might
2: get a beer drinker to like the, the wine, yeah, yeah. but not the wine drinker. Yeah, because, like, because the, the this, is, this is out there,
0: isn't really. it? This isn't your yeah. to white
3: wine. I would so. love to package that as a beer and yeah. put it in a fridge somewhere and just well, see what. The react- put
1: that. Yeah,
3: on it your, put it. Put it on, on taps and see what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, to be a, well, it'll be removed to be in about <laughs> thirty minutes. Yeah, we've got a moderator. Yeah, sorry, Tom. It's
2: a it's a nice looking bottle. It's a very simple bit on the front. I would agree, You wouldn't, you
1: wouldn't put, a, put a beer in a clear bottle, though, would you? Uh,
2: no. Unless you're one of those regionals you were referring to. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> have <know>. we got? <laughs> we've got a drink with a slice of orange in it. Well, I mean,
1: one of these is clearly a beer. Well, and, one definitely and, and the other one looks like a cocktail.
2: Yeah. Looks
1: like I've hit happy hour in the Mediterranean sort okay, of thing. Okay,
3: so one of them is a beer, one of them is a cocktail. Well done, Steve. Hey! <laughs> I would Good like, at this shit, I would aren't like we? to apologise slightly for the less than um, elegant presentation of the cocktail. Yeah, um, my,
1: mine. Your, your, yours has got like an orange
3: sitting on top of the ice, yeah. basically.
2: So my orange is barely connecting with the drink itself. It's Normally,
3: not... I would do like a really pretty orange slice, but this was um, needs must and a blunt. This
2: is more like a half-time orange. This was
3: a blunt bread knife, so you're gonna you kind of get and get what you give them. Um, I'm going to tell you what these two are first before you drink them. No, no no, oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 don't.
1: I want a little sniff. Let's let's Time. have a sniff, let's we'll have sniff a taste, and, 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 and then taste. May,
3: maybe you'll get the similarities between them.
1: Okay, so, um, let's go cheers, cheers. With I assume cheers. it's a beer. It, well, yeah, cheers. this is very much clearly a beer. That's
3: another natural wine for you.
2: That's That smells like an IPA. This does smell like an IPA. I'm liking the smell of the cocktail now. Oh, Steve's a little bit... That's these unsure face. They're completely different on aroma. It's
0: yeah.
3: fruit. Is it? I, I, I know, I know <laughs> what, what fruit smells like. Steve hasn't seen an orange yeah. for a while.
1: Right, I'm going to put myself out in there now and...
3: So you don't like it before you've even no, tasted no, it? No,
1: from the aromas I'm getting on it, I'm going to say I reckon that's gin-based.
3: Okay.
1: So, and I, I do think this is some sort of IPA. Okay, go. It's a very soft fruity IPA. You, you know what? I I wouldn't. You know what? It, it really reminds me of
2: XX. No,
1: one of the one of the cannonballs from from early, not early last year, but from last year's cannonball rum. Yeah. And I I wouldn't put it past roof to have aged a cannonball, like Which a one? human the one in, cannonball to, the to one in the to middle. give us. Yeah. No, not the neo one. Though. Oh,
2: okay. What? Oh, that would be that would be quite close to the neo, yeah
0: oh god
2: no sorry did i miss the face? oh my (laughs) god (laughs) this (laughs) isn't even a sour face that might be a stroke stroke. i
3: think think we broke Um. steve ladies and gentlemen
1: (laughs) you got nothing have (laughs) you no words no on that one okay (laughs) so fucking hell
3: this was the pairing i was most concerned about if that helps anyone um would okay. you, what do you so like to what know ha, what you're drinking? Yes, got? please. So, as your beer, you have got. I'm looking at Matt to get the can so I didn't write this one down. I've
0: uh, got Lervic, it's a double IPA. Uh,
3: it's called a really pretty can with a squiggle on it. Uh, medicine. So, this is 10.5% dipper. Um,
2: but it's definitely a murky, hazy kind of dipper, isn't
3: it? It is a murky, hazy kind of dipper. It is, it is so but it's
1: got the aroma of... It's, it's got West Coast aroma. It's got a bit more
2: dankness to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so well. I'm what, glad you said
3: that, because that's yeah.
2: what we
0: were looking for in the West
3: We were Coast. hoping for West Coast, but also hoping for something that's slightly more bitter than what we've got, because me, mm. actually, the beer is quite rounded and quite soft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing how difficult it is to buy a double IPA which has got some bitterness to it. Um, so, Matt and I went to beer merchants yesterday. We stood in front of the entire fridge of things that said hoppy on them, mm. and pretty much every single one was soft, juicy.
1: But it's okay because cloud water are bringing bitterness back. But they didn't have so. it then when <laughs> I needed so, it. So, so, it's all okay because so we're all going to be alright now. they
2: save cask and now they're the saving bitterness.
1: Absolutely. What well, are they going to
2: save next? I do know, but they need the cape. <laughs> need a cake. They are the
0: superhero of beer. I will add that the staff in beer merchants were very helpful. They were to
3: find a West Coast IPA. They, I think, they kind of knew they didn't have one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they were as helpful well, as they could just be. just order
2: one in in the first place then?
3: So the idea behind the pairing, which I'm aware that Steve is yeah, so unhappy with me right now, what the
2: second drink is though.
3: I'm getting to it. The I, idea, I behind, the it idea it. behind the pairing is we wanted a West Coast which was bitter, like real beer should be. Please don't, don't put don't put that in that shit. I know, no, that's staying in. <laughs> that,
1: that's so <laughs> staying in.
3: Um, so, properly bitter, but with a fruity citrus edge to it.
1: I think you've achieved that. It's okay. it's it's a, a little bit softer than I, 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 would, like. it's, it's, I would, it's got I would, the West would, Coast nose.
2: I would prefer a little bit more of the harshness
3: of the bitterness. I'd prefer more, more sort of stringent bitterness. No, th- there's business. not enough bitterness yeah, in the flavour for
1: me for it, for, for it to really tick the West Coast box. The
3: non-beer is a Negroni. Which is a cocktail, which is
2: bitter oh, and citrus heard of notes. Okay. It's definitely bitter. So what's in it?
3: In an Negroni is gin, called it, Campari, and sweet vermouth.
1: Is it the Campari that gives it its colour?
3: It's Campari gives it its colour. So Campari isn't a million miles away from aperol. So it's yeah. a spirit that's got. Um, like so this
2: is just three parts alcohol.
3: Yes. Marvelous. <laughs> So no, we have got nearly two things end. non-alcoholic
1: in here
2: I've got ice and orange
1: is, is anybody expecting us to get to the end of this show <laughs> in some sort of coherent fashion <laughs> I would fashion? like to
3: say that at the beginning of the show there were a lot of low and no ABV options
0: however yeah, yeah. <laughs> this pairing is now a 10.5% we're fuck you up. dipper and pure booze cocktail
3: that's 10.5% Mm-hmm. Ten point five percent zipper.
1: That's a yeah. that's a really easy drinking ten point five. No, so really easy drink. I think yeah, I was gonna
0: say that the beer is actually really nice. I thought we'd been a bit harsh because we were saying what we were looking for in the pairing, which I don't think this quite is, but as a beer, standalone beer I actually think it's uh,
2: as a standalone beer I think that so, yeah, actually really and also really putting in context the A B V. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So what I was looking for was bitterness and fruitiness in both drinks.
2: I'm getting fruity aroma on the cocktail and definitely getting the bitterness. i get fruity flavour more from the beer. Okay. Apart from the slab of orange. Apart I just
1: from uh, I'm I'm really not getting on with the co- the, with the cocktail. Well, so you do you oh. do any
3: neat spirits or any like, high no. ABV?
1: I with Steve on this one. I don't. Cuz that's probably about 35%. whiskey 40% proof. Did we?
2: Yeah, we did the tumbler. Oh,
1: oh yeah, that was that no, that was on a uh, films.
2: Still on the show. Yeah I well, Opinions so. of well, film Where of it eight, is a bit
3: know. of a gamble You don't have to drink it if you don't like it
2: I've never not
1: finished a beer on this show It's not well, a it's beer a drink. <laughs> Well I've never <laughs> not finished a drink on this show And I'm not about to start now
3: And it's the thing you should maybe kind of sip and savour rather than Well oh, it's that aftertaste it's... But what, but, <laughs> like yes, a, what... It
1: reminds me of when my mum used to spray hair lacquer And I walked into it and okay, got a right, mouthful of it
3: So that's But what Okay but name it Hair lacquer. Be more specific.
1: What, do you want the brand that my mum used to use? No, like the... the What's the matter with you? Did
3: you not pay attention? Name the fruit, herb or vegetable. Name the consumable item.
1: The the hedgerows.
3: Okay, so herbal.
1: Yeah. It smells like somebody's got hold of a load of those leaves off of a a, a privet fence and screwed them up in in their hands and then gone, smell that. That's what it smells like for for, me. Yeah, that's
3: great. I think it's delicious. There
2: you go. I do know shit. While you're glowing in, in that moment of glory, shall I start with the Bittering Lingers? Let us know, write it down. Let us know, write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bittering lingerness. Oh write it mind. down. Kicking off, um, from Miles Lambert. <laughs> this this, Miles is, this Lambert. is a really <laughs> sad one, <laughs> actually. Yeah. One ex number one fan of No Fixed Abode, one careful former owner. Moving on in that <laughs> moment. So Sean O'Reilly at Uncruya ended term yesterday, so catching up with the podcast today. In the opinions on film episode, me, I suggested that ten percent is the starting point for an Imperial style. The BJCP style guide for Imperial Style states an ABV range of eight to twelve per cent. Got me thinking about beer style guide guidelines and the beers that actually get brewed specifically in relation to Imperial Stouts, here's what I found. Link to be in the show notes. <laughs> there will be a link in the <laughs> show because notes. Because I'm, to I'm never shall... reading out that post. To, so I what, did read
1: it. To, to what he, he, he found, I yeah. did read it,
2: but he did end up summing up by saying that he thought the 10% was actually a fair mark. Yes, yes, Nip-y he stout. did.
1: And, and he did also, um, he did a quite a nice roundup of his year in beer last year, which he, he gave us a, a big shout-out. For. And I never knew that he only started listening to the show because of our guest this evening.
3: I'm waving my hands around no, I no, Carry here. on. I'm so I am so pleased that Sean and you have like developed this lovely kind of podcasty bromance. Well, um, well,
1: well, he's he's <laughs> we, we're trying to sign him exclusively to us, aren't we? He, he he's knows, very he, good. He knows facts and figures. Yeah, he's a number cruncher.
3: So Sean's a really, really lovely friend of mine. Um, I've known him probably a little bit longer than I've known you guys. Uh, we met through. Morris dancing. <laughs> you can edit that bit out. <laughs> no, yeah. oh God no. <laughs> I, never, yeah, I feel
1: but, a whole new but, spin-off
3: show coming. But he never is, he is an absolute superstar. And it's just, do you ever have the moment where it's so lovely that you find like your friend, like when your friend and your friend become friends, that yeah. doesn't make any sense really. It's a really lovely feeling. No, and I He's, think, he's yeah. such an amazing, amazing person. I mean, we, haven't very, had had it. we haven't I'm had the pleasure of
2: meeting him, but he always comes across. I would
3: like to introduce you. So nice online.
2: How how are you doing though, Steve? Like I, I, I can't drink any more of
1: that. I really can't. It's. I oh do. <laughs> however, yeah, however, Ruth's gonna take Thank it for you. me. Would it you like my beer? No, it's probably best are not to sure? if it's ten
2: point five percent. No, go on, have it. Right. So have it uh, top up. next up, there
3: you go. Let's we go have uh,
2: Jim Deves at Devesy. Another mention of yours, truly, on Britain's best beery podcast at Beery Clock Show. Thanks, guys.
1: I quite like that Britain's yeah. best beery podcast. We'll just stop there. Well, we've got an award. <laughs> we've got an award that says we are so.
2: Um, Gavin, at one more solo. Thanks for the recommendation on your Guinness show. Absolutely fantastic. I feel sorry for the beers to follow. Guinness Timmermans. Yeah, there, there was
1: a, there was a picture included of the the, the Guinness Timmermans uh, collaboration. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. So he had he had found he had, he had managed to track down a bottle of that following a, the, the show that we did, and he thoroughly enjoyed it.
2: Oh, uh, fan of the show. Justin managed to track down one as well. Recently. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I, I got very excited. I thought it was for the bottle share uh, when I saw it, and it wasn't. It was just uh, being smuggled into his bag. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, he did actually. <laughs> you've you've got a bottle though, so I have,
0: and it is outstanding. Have, have you had it? Yes, uh, in my very 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 late golden pints awards. It all feature
2: at some point. It was that good. So you haven't done your golden yeah, I know, I know pints awards yet.
3: When you work in the industry, December becomes a little bit of a horrible hole of hell.
2: Hole of hell? Expect about July sometimes. That's
1: that's, that's fine. As as long as we're mentioned, that's... that's,
2: (laughs) Yeah. That Beery podcast isn't us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God help you. (laughs)
1: Uh, one more on 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 this. So from uh, talking to Beery podcasts, uh, Riverman Brews at Riverman Brews UK. Who uh, we're we're doing something with soon, aren't we? Yeah, a bit of a pod crawl. Pod crawl. Hackney pod crawl. I thought we'd be doing Shoreditch.
2: So Hackney Shoreditch. Doesn't
1: matter. Anyway, we're 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 going to pubs. We're drinking beer. Yep. and we're recording the experiences. Yes.
3: Matt um, and I are going to stalk you while you do that and take photos oh are
1: you really yeah. have, have you been invited along as well no. we are now t- <laughs> yeah don't don't reveal God. the route God help us um, thanks for the honourable mention you two uh, I mean you're wrong about the music but no, it but means not. a lot to be valued by the grandfathers of beer podcasting I take issue with the word grandfathers there yeah godfathers of, of, of
2: podfathers. Podfathers. That, that's, that's. Godfathers.
1: What... <laughs> <laughs> no, the Godfathers no, pod fathers
2: Podfathers. Podfathers. A- absolutely. Grandfathers. No, I've got no interest in being a grandfather just <laughs> yet.
1: No, no, me either. So that's great.
2: So, what do you think of the uh, cocktails? Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's gone. You can have like it back. back. I don't. I don't want it back yeah, ever. As a quick what
2: can did I, you think, Matt?
3: Can that? I ask what you didn't like uh, about it. It was and then yeah. Matt. Go first. Uh, I'm not really one
0: for straight spirits. It's just, it's just too. I'm not that rude,
1: not there See, was there was a dry, overly, bitter, herbally thing going on right at the end. There was definitely a herbally That, that I really didn't get on with.
3: See, what I was really hoping is that actually, because a lot of cocktails can be quite sweet, so I was hoping the bitterness would be the thing that really sort of chimed with the beer, because we're used to drinking bitter things.
2: I think the bitterness does. I think it's the herby bit. Yeah, it's it's, okay. it's it's a different bitterness. Which of the three drinks bring the herbs?
3: So you have Campari, which is um, a spirit with fruit and herb flavours. And then you also have the vermouth, which has different herbs and things in it. Right, so it's... So it's, it's double, it's double herbaceous. Yeah,
2: so that that's not something which we generally go for, is it? Absolutely
1: not, no.
3: There's no coconut. It could have been a colada. I've, I've been
1: down oh. with that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you would have had my drink then. Yeah, we would have had all the drinks. You could have paired that with something with Sriracha Ace in it. We would have been over the moon.
0: Sriracha Ace, Pina Colada. Oh, that sounds amazing. Horrific.
1: Okay, Matt sacked. <laughs> never coming You're be never catching up with Justin.
2: Hair. That's all I'm saying.
1: So, while we just finish off the... Well, why why I finish off the beer and, and you guys both finish off your combinations of uh, of drinks? We've we mentioned it a couple of times. Um, Ruth,
2: you're now a trained cicerone. Yeah. So what does Cers- that what certified. does that mean? Can certified. Certified. Different question. Yeah. What's the difference between a cicerone and a sommelier?
3: So a cicerone is an American qualification. A sommelier is a UK qualification. Um, they're about the same level. In like, if you're going to like put it in like GCSE level degree, I yep. suppose they're about the same. Um,
1: and you're both now, aren't you?
3: All the badges.
1: So, so you've so you are so you, so you've was, got actual <laughs> real life badges. <laughs>
3: I've got like than a just wine, virtual
1: I've ones got, that we've got. got a, wine well, badge a real as well. life
3: badge?
2: So, um, but you have got both. So
3: I've got both. So sommelier for me was far more. The sommelier is far more about tasting. It's far more about food. And the exam is very tasting based, so you get given um, several flights of beers. You have to say what they are, uh, what ABV you think they are, what food you put with them. So, and it's completely blind, and you get um, six things that look like the lager, and one could be a lager, one could be a sour, one could be a, natural wine, a natural no, one could be a, a really shit like. Golden nail from a regional brewery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one can be a weak bit. Never so that, going to be to forget. So that, they're I mean. all going to look the same, and it's very much about that. And the smellier is about demonstrating that, essentially, you're already doing the stuff that you need to pass qualification. So I had to show that I was doing beer food matching, I was doing events, I was doing brewery tours, and you're already kind of living it. The Cicerone is the American qualification. um Bloody hard, really was. So I managed to fail it the first time. Um, the Cicerone is very exam-based, so there's various levels of it. So you have a certified beer server, which is an online. Um, I'm a certified Cicerone, which is a proper exam, so it's two and a half, three hours. It's essay questions. So they will wow. say... So there's so like,
2: f- That feels like a very old-fashioned, formal exam.
3: It's because it's all around the world. You have to have something that's kind of, that works on all different levels. So there is a tasting part of it, where you're tasting um, beers for faults, yes. and then you're tasting beers for style. There's an interesting bit, the... The Cicerone is very much done from like the beer server's point of view, whereas the Sommelier, I think, is more done from the, like, the beer appreciator's point of view. So from Cicerone, then you have things where they'd give you a beer and they say, this is what the beer is. The customer's brought it back and said they don't, like, it's not right. And you have to taste it and say whether well, you think it's right or not. So you might have some things where like, you're given a wheat beer and they'd say the customer's brought it back because it's hazy or bought it back because it's, it is what it is. And you say, well, actually, no, the customer is not incorrect, but the beer is like, how it should be. Or they might put taints in it and different things like that. So following on from our delicious, impromptu and very needed, snacks. needed snacks, um, I think I was talking about the difference between uh, Cicerone.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, so, yeah, the Cicerone is very uh, very academic. It's exam-based. and um, You have multiple-choice questions. You have the tasting, which is... Um, off flavors and beer styles, and whether a beer is fit to be served or not. Um, the thing that really screwed me over the first time, which I learned from, is you then have two um, exam questions, uh, one of which is essentially like they'll give you a beer style, which is in the syllabus, but you've got about 100 to choose from, and say, this is the style, Write an essay.
2: An essay about a style?
3: Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, and you have to sit there and say, and you need to cover where it's from, um, ABV, flavour profile, history, um, food match, basically if you're going to stand there and like talk to someone for five minutes about a particular beer, that's what we need to be able to write on the paper. So it's it's really hard, um, the thing about Souserotin it's great is it is an international thing far more than beer sommeliers, is. Okay, they, so they are quite different.
2: On a very practical level, Yeah. what's the benefit to you as somebody who's in the in- industry to have those qualifications?
3: I think it gives you a certain amount of gravitas, if that isn't too much of a twatty word. Oh, it's a word. I mean, to be fair, it's or a word. credibility. But... Yeah, but credi- 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 that thing, <laughs> <laughs> um, or it gives you credit. No, I'm just shouting you, from the background yeah. it's, re- it's really difficult because you can say, actually, yeah, I, I can show that I know about certain things. There are lots of people in the industry who know a lot more than me, and they don't have those qualifications. So I don't like it when it's used, in they're like, oh, I know more than you because I've done this thing. Um, For me, I've probably said this on the show before, when I first started studying for the Beer Sommelier, I was working for a very... I was working for Adnams, an amazing brewer who I'm still a massive fan of. But I was working in a relatively... I mean, we've never heard
2: of them, really, have we? No. (laughs) We've barely even mentioned them. Tiny concern. Um,
3: But I was working in quite a male-dominated team. They were a bit... They were a lot older than me. I mean, I was, like, early 20s. Um, And I really loved what I was doing. And I got a bit bored of kind of being talked over and I wanted to have an opportunity to say look this is a thing I really love and this is kind and I can do it
2: yeah, I mean the drinks you've introduced to us tonight have proven quite a lot to us
3: apart from the Negroni, which I think is yeah. delicious 98% of them so far <laughs> have been
2: um, spot on yeah your percentages aren't very
1: good I uh, no is that not right like ah.
3: it's like when we try to the chips and the maths and yeah Okay. I did bad. See, now I did a bad I've really also just drunk a lot of 10.5%
2: double IPA as um, well. A beer called medicine. Yeah. So has,
3: has the butler got some more drinks for us? Yeah, Matt, I think we can open both of those at the table.
1: Whee! So we're, um, we're back. We're back with the last pairing, which these ones have been poured at the table.
3: I think you're going to want but, more of them. Sorry, so.
1: but we still don't know what they are. No, we're still wrapped in are aren't we? Although, they've, they've both come out similar colours on, on this occasion.
3: You can only see one of them. Oh, no, I you know, he's, he's, he's <gasps> poured oh. two of the other one as okay. well. Okay, yeah. Left
2: mind. <laughs> Our butler's really good. I
3: Our butler is really good. Maybe a little
2: bit more refinement required,
3: but apart from that... Well, you
1: know, at the I moment, mean, it feels like he's literally just throwing stuff in a glass. I like
3: <laughs> a man who opens a bottle with his teeth.
1: So we've got our final pairing uh, poured for us, expertly by our butler the, the, this evening. We've got uh, one thing that looks distinctively not beer, and once again, something that looks not like quite, beer. quite beer-like.
3: Really? Why does one uh, look I, like I, beer and not... Well,
1: because one's got a head. No. That's, that's
3: not... Oh, that's coke. not the right thing Coke think.
1: has a head when it's first poured. Well, maybe we've got Coke in a glass. It could be the colour that we've got in front of us. OK,
3: so it's saying I'd like you to... St- have a little sniff of them both.
1: Okay.
2: Ooh, God, that's like... Aged yep. barley wine.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm calling barley wine on that one.
2: Ooh, that's got a whiskey I note. Feel. Oh, no. What? Port. Tawny port.
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to go for... Something like a, I don't know, words that have just appeared in my head. A fortified wine. Is that oh, is, is that, that su- is
2: that such a thing? Well,
3: that's what it, it is, is that, such that, a thing. Well,
2: that's what a port is, to be fair. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go tawny on that.
3: Do a taste,
2: please.
1: What, whatever that one is, the one that we thought was a barley wine is very very smooth. It is a barley wine,
2: and no, the one I thought it was a tony port. I'm going to finish in about two seconds.
3: Do you like that one?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good. Oh. I'm very glad. I like that as
1: well. I really like this combo. <laughs> Someone's so, going to have to slow me down I right would now. Like, so, firstly, we have
3: more of both of them. Um, <laughs> I'm just going like, to cheers I, to me. <laughs> I did promise Steve in the pub earlier that their like, last beer would be one that he really liked. And if he got through all the bad sourness, this was the reward.
2: So is it, this this one's the beer, yeah? This one's the reward. This is, They're this both is, the I
3: reward. They're them. both delicious.
2: No, but I this is the one you would have thought was the reward more than the other one. Just see, yeah. That's gorgeous.
1: That is all sorts of, there's, there's vanilla, there's oak, there's all sorts of rich fruitcake in that. There's a little bit of marzipan and it's just so smooth on the finish. That if, if that's not a barley wine, you're bang on with those. Bang on you with are those bang flavors, on. Then, then I yeah. am not producing another podcast this year.
3: Try your non beer.
1: I mean, to be
2: fair, it's going to take Disco- year to. But try and,
3: so describe your non beer in the same in a similar way.
1: Again, there's there's vanilla, there's sweet cherries in that. There's a, a, again a little bit of marzipan. That's that is like liquefied christmas cake in, in in a glass whatever that is i've never had liquefied christmas christmas cake in a glass no but, but you've, you've had christmas cake yeah. so if you could imagine christmas cake cake quake quake, quake. quake. <laughs> 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 i'd
3: like well, some christmas quake i'd really i'd really, I'd
1: really like. like to apologize to right. any of our listeners that are still with us at this point well still, done. Still, yeah still uh,
2: listening to this shit you are right yeah i think you i think your description has been really good and,
1: and the, the the pairing of them just works so well because there are so many similarities between those two
0: drinks. Yeah.
3: Finishing on a high note, I'm so pleased. Would, it, you, would you like to know what you're drinking? I'd love to
1: oh, know no. would love what you are drinking. If, if
0: I was blindfolded uh, and that was a blind tasting, I'd go as far as to say I'm not quite sure I could pick a beer up. Because they're again, very similar.
2: I think I could pick the beer up.
3: The only thing with beer Feeling is...
2: the viscosity. The beer I is... I was completely
0: blindfolded, didn't see
3: it. I agree. Had nothing,
0: and I was just on taste...
3: I'm not, th- I'm not sure I could pick it yeah. out. Too much. The thing no, that beer, yeah. the beer tends to have is always that bitter note, which in the Negroni didn't have, like this different so much, but in other things. Why well, have you all got business? so
1: much more in your glasses? Well,
3: there's more in the bottle. <laughs> well, because you've <laughs> <drink> really quickly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. because you're
2: all challenging me to find flavours. So, flavors.
3: would would you like to know about drink number one or drink number two first?
2: Um, I'd like to know drink about drink number
1: two first. Yes. So, yeah, the thing that we think is a non-beer, and yeah.
3: also the thing that Martin said he doesn't like. Oh. You don't like sherry. Bosh. Oh, you found a sherry I like. And that is a sherry. So this is a blend of an Oloroso and a Pedro Jimenez. So Pedro Jimenez is a very sweet sherry. It's made when the grapes have either kind of like got really, really v- um, ripe on the vine or they've been kind of dried a little bit before they've been pressed. And then like more well, sherries, they are fortified and they're barrel aged. Um, an Oloroso um, is a sherry which again is fortified. It hasn't had that kind of like... Um, drying of the grapes but Oloroso is made where it's in contact with oxygen so it gets oxidized and that's what gives the kind of nutty notes so with these the Pedro Himmels and the Oloroso are made separately they're blended then they're aged for another three years in cask so it's yes, a it's it's that a is, big I've, I've had, it's a big daddy
1: I've had beers that have been aged in yeah. both of those barrels that have tasted Incredible. The this is really, absolutely beautiful. The
3: thing I really loved about this is it's made using, in terms of aging, it's made using a slerra system, um, which means that you age something in a cask and then you split it into another cask and top up, okay. and then split and top and split and top, um, and that's a really—it's the same method that you would use if you wanted to make a barrel-aged beer. So you start with one barrel, you split it, split it again. So um, barrel-aged broadside is yep. made using a slerra system. So there's massive similarities and things that people learn from all different parts of the world. So
2: That is beautiful. Because obviously I did say earlier, about I haven't had a sherry I like. Yeah. I now have. Well, it and, and was, I, was, I, I was sharing
1: earlier about how I've discovered a love for port over Christmas. Yeah. That's very similar. Yeah. In, in terms of the sweetness and, 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 and the mouthfeel and all the flavours that are going on in there.
3: The thing I love about sherry in this kind of style is often, like it gets into the night and you think, I think, right, I want something more, I want something kind of like, like pudding, drink, yeah. if that makes sense. Say so
0: Steve was right with the Christmas pudding. Yeah, bang it,
3: on.
1: Yeah,
0: Christmas
3: pudding. The thing that for me... you go.
2: Oh, yeah,
3: amazing. i thing nailed
2: most of the flavours tonight. Apart from the really two, you, you, yeah, you didn't like. Yeah, he didn't like. Yeah.
3: Um, but you still get all the flavours.
2: It's probably harder that way.
3: But the thing I love about sharing about forty-five Wine is... So the drink number one is a barley wine, so again, you've got that bang on... But for me, if I was going to open a barley wine, you want to drink that all in one go. So you have got to be there. You got to have. You got to have friends around and, and kind of finish it with the no. sherry. Friends, <laughs> or drink it yourself. Sharing,
1: show. A, sharing <laughs> barley wine with no one
3: with the show, because it is like a wine. What? So that that will be very very happy in. I mean, sherry shouldn't be. I know everyone's probably got some like Bristol cream in their cupboard that's four hundred years old and that's oh, probably not like great. No. But no, sherry, but should, every
2: sherry I've tried is um, it's a lot harsher.
3: So you can so there are different there, no there are kind of, there are two different arms of sherry. They're made in the same way, um, but when you are fermenting sherry, you have something called floor, which is the yeast, and that kind of lives on top of the sherry, and it protects it from oxidation. So some sherries are with floor, and they are non-oxidised, and some are without floor, and they are oxidised. So the oloroso is oxidised, and that's where you get the nutty flavour.
2: See, this just feels so much richer than every, any other show ever had.
3: But you could open that, you'd have a little glass every night and be a very happy boy. It's
2: fine very, very happy yeah. Boy. yeah, I'd be very happy. But you,
3: do, but you can have it, and it, that <laughs> will last a couple of weeks, or more than that, probably. Really? <laughs> but but <laughs> really dark. happy. That's, that's <laughs> the only thing for me that beer doesn't do. That the, the, the Can we show you the barley wine?
1: Hang on, before we do, I I, I, I want to make...
3: You have drunk all of your alcohol. I, I, I'm, I'm
1: going to say that I think, I think the barley wine... Is also barrel aged.
0: Yeah, you mm-hmm. was bang on with the flavors.
1: And yeah. I think now I'm getting down to the last bit in my glass. I also think it's maybe bourbon barrel aged as well because I'm I'm, I'm picking up a lot of the, the the toffee and vanilla notes that you'd get.
3: Your palate is shit hot. It really is. There you go. There you go. See tw- it's See true. End Doing the show there. So this, this is, and this is kind of my. Doing this is, since
2: 2012 has made
3: an impact. I have to say, this beer is my gift to you guys. <laughs> so,
1: bourbon barrel a strong man. So we
3: happy go, boy. So
2: a very i very t- happy. I told boy, you right? you'd like it. I'll so, have the rest of that. Thing so just way. to be clear, for the benefit of the <laughs> listeners, we're going out with the uh, strong man.
3: And that does have to be drunk tonight, or it or it will go off and taste horrible and, and be bad. Yep.
2: I'm sherry. And, that cherry, and the right, wonderful the
1: sherry at 20%. But I I, I did call the the, 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 the bourbon on yeah,
2: that. Yeah, you really did. Your, because your, your summing up of both drinks was excellent. Thank you.
3: It's almost like you've been doing this for a while.
2: Who <laughs> would have thought, eh? <laughs> this is what happens after seven years. Is it seven years? Oh, it will
1: be seven well, years. So yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah I was like to point out that a blend would be really. Mm. I also like to say it's that really it's a cool.
0: mighty fine example of a barley wine from magic rock yeah. that is i've had a couple recently i've been mm, that is perfect maybe. again finding
3: a barley wine is really tricky i did originally want to get the wimbledon barley wine which yeah. matt and i had at Ealing beer festival and that was and just well. stunning yeah really? we
1: loved we loved it yeah. at the share
3: but again is that
1: forex thing yeah
3: this was the only one on sort of available and it is delicious
1: well i've i've, I've been a fan of strongman since they first released it and it's been many many years since they've released it and they've only literally bought it back last year
2: and they did the uh tiramisu version last year we well, had the tiramisu yeah. version
1: didn't we and and then they then bought out the two bottles just before christmas they bought out the um the the, the bourbon barrel version and a rye uh yeah there was,
0: that was the other version
1: one. as well and out of the two this was the one that i bought because i i wanted a bottle of this to put in my cellar to come back to at some point because and and i think the the original strongman was also it was it was the same it was essentially the same brew as unhuman cannibal that year that they then just
3: and we know how you feel about that
1: everyone knows how i feel about (laughs) unhuman cannibal um strongman was essentially it's essentially a a relation to, to to unhuman cannibal
3: how do you feel about your last match
1: it's it's the match of the evening. Yeah.
2: Good. For, I wanted for, for to me. finish
3: on that. It high. is, yeah. Yeah. it is the
2: match of the evening. Yeah. Yeah. These drinks are very, very similar in characteristics.
1: they are. they are bang on in characteristics. Just before we finish these though, we've got one more part of the show that we just need to to get in to we tonight. Have more show stuff to we do oh, we really? have more show stuff to do, which is questions.
3: Oh. Can I sing this? No, I don't want to sing. This song. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Questions, questions fill my head.
1: And and this is brilliant because already what we've found this year, since since we announced that number one fan was a thing, that there's now a battle. And there, there seems to be already two people emerging in the front running for that battle, and they've both asked questions this week.
2: Yeah, but I don't. Which, I which think that there's going to be uh, someone else coming up beyond that.
1: I think so. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not awarding it in the first week of the year, mate. Definitely that's, not. That, that's not happening. So the first question we've got, and oh, I shall put this to the entire table, <laughs> Include, including, <laughs> <our butler. laughs> including the butler. Oh, so this is for Richard to just sit, strong, man. No, I'm going to sit strong, man.
3: There's that, there is a lot of that left.
1: Okay. Can you just top me up, please, sir? <laughs> um, so Richard Taylor <laughs> at Richard Taylor, 1608 says, Do you think we as drinkers put too much pressure on brewers to brew different beers too often? Put your hand down. I've not finished the question yet. A lot of untapped people only try beer once for a check-in or to keep unique balance. Clearly, there should be more quality over quantity. Ruth,
2: just, just to be clear, it wasn't my hand up in the air. No, it
1: wasn't. Ruth, you clearly have an opinion on this. Yeah,
3: hundred percent. I think there's this huge thing that people just want to drink new and drink new and drink new. Where actually, there are so many amazing beers out there, and shouldn't we be trying to find things that are amazing and consistent?
1: I I want more than ever right now. I want consistency. I want a beer that I can go back to time and time again. And I, like, I've stopped chasing the new.
3: I think there are some things where new things come out and they they might turn into like a new classic. But I think what is wonderful, so there's only new people joining the beer scene and starting to appreciate beer, and that is such a wonderful thing. It makes it a very vibrant community. What I hope is that they mm-hmm. will learn to appreciate kind of brilliant beers that have been out there for... It. So things like Simpshire Taylor Landlord yes it, it's oh one God. it's just oh, what it's, have you done it's bloody it's such an amazing beer and so Landlord and things like um, Tribute from St Austell Getting all of these things Matt and I have done our cast top 10 which we can do for you um, they're it's just such very similar to mine but they're yes. such brilliant beers but they're not new and they're not swanky they don't have a bell and a whistle and they don't have any glitter in them but they are in terms of quality are fucking awesome and people should hopefully learn to appreciate them rather than just new shiny things which might not be quite that good so
1: what,
2: what was your answer
1: <clears throat> I I'm not sure it's it's us as consumers that are putting that pressure on the breweries to consistently con, cons, I can't speak.
3: consistently, <laughs>
1: consistently. <laughs> Brew different beers. I think it's the brewers themselves that uh, are trying mm. to push themselves to a limit in, in terms of what can we do, what can we do, what can we do that's new. But think, Untapped has
3: put such pressure because it is this public forum where anyone can say anything and they can know everything about beer and it, know nothing. And it, they I think can, it's both. I think they it's, can influence it's beer, things you know so much. One of those,
2: uh, if you draw a diagram, it's like chasing its own tail. So is it the brewer, is it the consumer, is it the brewer's is it the consumer? It's both.
1: It is, but there's also, I think for me, there's two, two breweries that are maybe d- doing it more so than anybody else, which is, I think, I think Brewdog, we, they were doing it last year with Fanzine, yeah. they were pushing themselves to the limits in terms of churning out new beers every fortnight. And I think they realised themselves that they couldn't keep up with that, and True. And, and they've scaled it back to monthly. And, and I think the other one that are doing it, Northern Monk, with their patrons, which I, I I've lost track now of the amount of new patrons beers that are coming out of new Northern Monk. It, it seems to be almost on a almost on a daily basis that there's a new patrons beer coming out on on a different variation of the numbers of patrons beers. True. And and I just I, I just think that. I think some of it is consumer-led, but some of it is also brewery-led in terms of it's what they want to do as brewers. They want to continue to produce and continue to push themselves to produce different and better beer.
2: I mean, I completely agree with that. I mean, I've still got... I'm still a fan of people who put out new beers, but I love it when they have a core range that they do well.
1: Yeah. I I don't think... I don't think... For me, a core range is essential. You've got to have a core range of beers that are consistent as well, they're consistently good. And also,
2: I have a marker for what you can do. Yeah. If you you can do your core range well, then when you bring out something special, rare, one-off, I have a place for it to go.
1: And the other question that we we, we had was from our current number one fan, Paul at UNRCD. Uh, What are your plans for beer this year? Are you planning to try more (laughs) beers, or reduce your intake, take more beer-free days? Settle
2: on more go-to beers? Oh, my, mine's an easy answer. I'm all the same. I have no reason to change. I'll do a mixture of dry days, festivals, drink at home, go to the pub.
1: I'd, I'm probably with you on that. Ruth? Again, you got very excited over this question.
3: I'm hoping to be able to drink my own beer.
1: You have, you, you have just started kind of homebrewing. So
3: I have made, I have not yet made beer... I have made wort and it's got yeast. The yeast could be good or could be bad, or could be some kind of evil demon. But my hope for this year, um, especially since I'm not working with beer so much directly, is to be able to learn to homebrew. And yeah, it's going to taste horrible the first time, but after that, it might get better. I
1: still think the process is magic. Yeah,
3: it is. It really yeah. is.
1: Yeah.
3: I had beer in a bath, beer in a blanket. Andy on Twitter going like, Just do this, do that. It's crazy. But it's what the one thing I have learned from seeing Homebrew for the first time is it's the um, like, if you like, everything you know is in a peanut. So everything I think I know about beer is peanut sized, and the world is massive. And I know the process of beer, but all the sciencey stuff behind it, actually, I have no idea.
2: That's because it's magic. It, it is, is magic. magic. It's it, all magic. It,
3: it's sciencey magic, and this year I'd like to learn the science and then drink my own beer.
1: I don't want to ruin the magic. No, I'm never going to try and ruin my own beer, so I'll never be able to produce anything as good as what's in my glass right now. Fair enough. Um, I think we probably need to draw this to an end before I can't manage words anymore. <laughs> before you fall over. Into your dreams. Uh, just fall face down onto yep. the, to, to the table face gone so, <laughs> um, thank you to everyone who got involved in, in, in the show in, in one way or another if you want to can, continue to get involved use the hashtag opinions we'll find you we'll include you in future shows uh, thank you to our butler this evening Matt. well done Tinnery. Matthew um, you can find Matt at Halfpint pint gent on, on twitter follow his ramblings um, also more so on Instagram these days
0: yeah I think so yeah Probably more Instagram which yeah. is just
1: my name with, with your Instagram stories
0: yeah Matt underscore Chinnery uh, I'm available for parties yeah um, anyway there'll be we there links <laughs> uh, links in the show
1: notes to, to where you can find Matt um, Ruth thank you so much for coming back thank uh, you for having uh, me thank you for the
2: suggestion and, and for the and, drinks
1: and the time that you've put into creating these pairings all of my thoughts as, you as, guys have had as, as well I think uh, for me four out of five on on, on 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 the pairings no
3: Negroni yeah
1: yeah okay. yeah, yeah very was much that, so. no? that, was a, that was a very much no um, you but go this,
3: into it. when you're growing up you'll like them
1: th- this final pairing was just the Bang way on. you wanted to finish a show so good I'm so, really so, glad so thank you for, for, for coming on um, I'm not going to even try and talk about what we're doing next because nope. we don't know what we're doing next no we're not um, but we'll Can be we no? we'll be back in a couple of weeks time for, for people to listen one thing left to say cheers cheers chat.
3: back with my brand new invention yeah. something grabs a hold of me tightly flow like a horse.